back again to continue uh, spirit versus the flesh. Let's begin with prayer. Father, I thank you that you're teaching and renewing our minds to show us and lead the way to understand what you've actually done through Jesus Christ. When we received him into our hearts, that's the only way to be born again, because he took the stripes. He's the one that paid the price. He shed the blood. When we receive him, we were transitioned into yet another kingdom, another realm, a supernatural realm. The body didn't change, but our spirit was born again. And our minds have to be renewed to understand the transition. Father, I thank you that you're opening our, our, our eyes, our spiritual eyes and, and our spiritual ears so that we can grasp and understand that we're supernatural beings now. And we're renewing our minds to learn how to walk in that supernatural. And you're trying to strip the carnality off of us that we were born into so that we can walk in what you have purposed us to walk into. Well, you have assignments for us. You have things that you want us to do for you. And in order to minister to people, first of all, we have to love them because you love them. Second of all, we have to make sure that there's nothing blocking the anointing and your word and your demonstration of power that we can block simply because we have not renewed our minds. We haven't surrendered. We haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to, to lead and guide us. Not, we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to mold after he strips into the character of Jesus because he was the example. He walked out the kingdom of God. When he went through the land demonstrating, that was the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you're changing and rearranging our minds and our thoughts. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. So once again, we're back in the spirit versus flesh. And we talked about Colossians uh, and Romans. And we're now getting ready to go into Galatians. Galatians 5, 13 through 26 is, is again, you, you have the opportunity to examine yourself. As I mentioned before, you don't need anyone to tell you. All you have to do is take a few minutes. But was, the enemy has us so in, inundated of going making those donuts or getting our bags that we don't take time to, to look at the trees and the flowers and the planet and absorb all the things that he's already done. That same God that created the, the sun and the moon and the seasons, and it doesn't change. It's the same God that's calling your name to come up higher. And that's what the transition does. It gives you everything that you need. All you have to do is believe and receive it and obey. Believe, receive, and obey. So in Galatians 5, 13 through 16, it points out 
some various things that that we need to work on. And we should love one another and not attack each other. Verses 16 through 18 reminds us to walk in the spirit and not the flesh and be led by the spirit. Verses 19 to 21 identifies the works of the flesh. I love that we don't have to guess about what's going on because the word breaks it down for us. Every subject, all we must do is search it out for ourselves. Now look at verses 19 through 21. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, mischievousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, uh-oh, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And if they are Christ, meaning if you're Christ crucified, Christ has crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. We must make sure our own house is in order, and then we can intercede for others. We help others after we have mortified or crucified our flesh, or we can become hindrances and allow the enemy to come in to cause confusion and even worse, not so, in the name of Jesus. The good news is that we have a helper that continuously reminds us of the truth and helps us to break the bad habits through the renewing of the mind by the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. First John chapter 3 verse 8 states that he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. He's a troublemaker. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That's why Jesus came for this purpose, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He did it. It's done. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. Therefore, through the word, his name, and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can crucify and mortify our flesh. It's an inside job. We have the victory through Christ in the beginning of crucifying our flesh putting a guard over our mouth. Our mouth gets into trouble. Psalms 141.3 says, Set a watch, O Lord. In other words, help me. Before my mouth, keep the doors of my lips. James chapter 3, verse 1 through 17, talks about how faith Obedience and yielding can control the tongue. Verses 6 to 8 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and set on fire the course of the nature, and is on fire of 
hell for every king of beasts, every kind of beast, and, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. For the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. Yikes. Remember as a kid that, that saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's a lie. Words can kill. Part of maturing in Christ is to speak positive words, the Father's words, and what lines up with his words. So we must guard our mouths. Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Jesus gave us so many examples of the power of the tongue throughout the Gospels. God demonstrated the power of words in the beginning. Genesis. The disciples used what was demonstrated to them and shared with others. Walking in spirit daily is recognizing the power of words. The spiritual realm is ruled by words. Repeat. The spiritual realm is ruled by words. Negative words open the windows and doors to the enemy that promotes death, evil, and destruction, which must be canceled. Positive words, the Father words, brings life. Jesus said in John 6, 63, It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's, when you, that's why when you read the word and you have the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit hover, hovers over the words so that we can grasp and understand what is being said. That why, that's why our minds must be renewed, so our thoughts, our words, and our behavior lines up with His, for we are made in His image. Ephesians 5, 1-12 tells us to imitate our Father and walk in love and not fellowship with darkness. Verse 3 through 7 asks us not to forget that. But fornication, fornication, and all uncleanness, covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather give thanks. It's interesting that, you know, we. We, we don't pay attention, we, you know, between songs and and our regular conversations and jesting. All those are words. Oh, I didn't mean, yes, you did. It came out your heart. Words. Controlling what's coming out of your mouth. For this you know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an adulterer, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not partakers with them. If you look back to chapter 4 of Ephesians, you hear more about the old man and the new man and putting on and taking off. Verses 22-24 in Ephesians 4 says that you put off Concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, 
and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. As you continue to read and study, if you go down to Ephesians 4, verses 25 to 29, I constantly keep the word. The word, the word is where the power is. I pray through the conversations and, and the, the, what Holy Spirit allows me to interject points you back to the word. You must be in the Word of God. You must be led by the Holy Spirit. The more of the Word you get in, the more power that you have to submit to God and resist the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Verses 25 to 29 says, Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to them that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The word goes on to say, and still in Ephesians, verse 30 to 32, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, yikes, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be you kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So the Word of God gives you direction and instruction. We simply should seek it, find it, believe it, walk in it. Obedience, for we're children of obedience. We're no longer in the kingdom of darkness. We're no longer children of disobedience because we ask the Lord Jesus Christ into our hearts. And He has come. He's teaching us. Our minds are being renewed. He's trying to take us to a higher state where we were at the very beginning before sin showed up. The enemy showed up. So it's a higher way of thinking. No longer on the lower plane. He's trying to take us higher. So Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to study your word. Be led by your spirit. For we seek to go higher. We want to be used by you. We want to be a clean vessel. A holy vessel. And we thank you for renewing our minds. And we thank you for showing us the way. We give you the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.